0: Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer.
1: Are we teetering on the edge of tyranny in America? And how about throughout the world? Today on Viewpoint, we're going to be taking a look at that. Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, celebrated the anniversary of the overruling of Roe versus Wade, hailing the Faith and Freedom Coalition where he spoke. He said, as we gather today, our beloved nation is teetering on the edge of tyranny. Our enemies are waging war on faith and freedom, he said, on science and religion, on history and tradition, on law and democracy, On God Almighty himself, they are waging war. Do you agree with him? Or not? The radicals are setting fire to our Constitution, he said, abolishing free speech, attacking religious belief, erasing our borders, corrupting our elections, and trying to impose their blasphemous creed and woke communism on every American man, woman, and child. That's what they're doing, he said. We've never had a situation like this going on right now in our country. The menacing specter of left-wing repression has been growing steadily for years and years, he said. It's been growing, and we're stopping it. We're going to stop it. And now it's picked up at a level that nobody's ever seen. First, they slandered Americans of faith as haters and bigots. Then they corrupted the media. They installed radical left judges to subvert the Constitution, and they used the IRS to target conservatives. He said, we're in the most dangerous period in the history of our country. We have leaders that are totally corrupt. It's time for us to keep our faith, our unity, and the resolve, and we must be strong like never before. Well, that's a pretty strong statement coming from the former president of the United States. Regardless of what you think about him as a person, do you agree with what he said? Are we teetering on the edge of tyranny? And what is tyranny anyway? Well, today on Viewpoint, we're going to take a look at what that looks like in its entry phases. In its entry phases, because by the time you actually experience the fullness, the full manifestation of tyranny... It's way, way too late. It's taken completely over, and it's moving very rapidly in that direction. So here on Viewpoint today, we're going to connect what is happening with regard in our country with what the Bible tells us is going to happen all over the world. Are you ready for this? You're listening to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Myers. conversation is always with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. Chapter 20 of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter, is titled Tyranny, Treachery, and Tribulation. I'd like to share some words uh, with you from that chapter as it introduces a series of a listing of the world's most horrific tyrants in history some of which you probably would never have thought of as tyrants, oh, but they indeed were. Here's my initial comment. The sensitive Western mind is almost incapable of grasping the gravity of tyranny, the treachery that gives birth to it, and the trials and tribulations that tarnish all genuine human sensibility. Hundreds of years of emerging democratic republics have so sanitized the memory of most people at least to the Western world, as to render us desensitized to the realities of the horrors of history and their essential characteristics. Yet these tyrannical powers have brought untold millions either to their knees in worship or to their torture and tragically painful deaths. And that's indeed true. But it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. And later on in the program, I'm going to share with you What I have learned from history in studying the various tyrants of history, ten characteristics, ten characteristics of these tyrants all over the world, and quite frankly, when you see these characteristics, when you hear these characteristics, you're going to understand how tyranny comes into triumph among civilized people. We begin by taking a look at a report coming from concerned parents. Parents are being uh, warned in America that Joe Biden thinks they are unfit to raise their own children because of what they believe. Remember, we're talking about tyranny. We're talking about tyrants. We're talking about how tyranny begins to take over. And when tyranny takes over, the whole concept of democracy, the whole concept of the rule of the people, is a joke. It no longer bears sway. So how could that begin? Well, this gives us an idea. This party writing, Bob Unruh writing this piece for World Neck Daily, said, Some in Washington, D.C. are convinced that most Americans are not qualified to parent their own children and they haven't been shy about saying so and leading the charge on this line of thinking is none other than the president of the united states on june 12th as part of the focus of pride month the white house posted a video narrated by president joe biden it was posted on twitter in which he says in part quote these are our kids these are our neighbors not somebody else's kids they're all our kids and our children are the kite strings that hold our national ambitions aloft. Unquote. Notice in his statement, he's not talking about children being your kids or my kids. He's talking about them being our kids. And who is the hour that he's talking about? Those ruling the government, him and those around him. He's saying they're our kids. Not your kids. And this report notes that Nicole Neely, president of Parents Defending Education, said these sentiments are horrifying and appalling. Why would they be horrifying and appalling? Because the president of the United States expressing the viewpoint of his administration and the majority of the people in the so-called liberal establishment. Which are not good, God fearing people. They completely rule blue states that are ruled tyrannically by people who are not God fearing people. And so they believe that they then are becoming surrogates for God. Therefore, those under their governorship do not belong to themselves, including the children, do not belong to their parents and grandparents. They belong to the government. Joe Biden then demanded, there's no such thing as someone else's child. Really? No such thing as someone else's child. Well, this is very similar to the sentiment that was expressed years ago by Hillary Rodham Clinton. Remember, it takes a village. Now, it's not, there's nothing strange about the fact that within a neighborhood or so on, we can view other people's uh, children with care and concern, and we want to uh, look out for them as well. But are we talking about that kind of care, or are we talking about the children really don't belong to their parents at all? They're just being raised for and by the government. We'll be right back. What does tyranny look like? Today on Viewpoint, we're talking about that, uh, particularly since our former president, uh, Donald Trump, this last weekend declared that our nation is teetering on the edge of tyranny. He's right. He's absolutely right. There isn't even a shred of dishonesty in that statement, it is absolutely right. But how far have we gone, or are we going, teetering on the edge of tyranny? What does it look like? Well, to begin with, we're taking a look at the view of our government, or the current administration, toward our children. By the way, this is not an issue of Democrat versus Republican. It's an issue of whether you're God-fearing or not. Because if you're God-fearing, you realize that God has given responsibility and dominion to parents, not to government. When people are not God-fearing, then they begin to usurp the role of God and claim that children belong to them, to the collective. Because the collective, then, is the expression of globalism. You see, in globalism, The children all belong to the world. For instance, you'll recall the song of yesteryear, We Are the World. It all sounded so nice. We are the world. No, we are not the world in that sense. We're not just a collective of globalistic intentions. We are actually individual people made in the image of God As the scripture says in Genesis chapter 1, in the image of God created he them, male and female created he them. And that tells us very simply what God's viewpoint is. But when tyranny begins to take over with its insidious ideas and thinking, that's how it begins. And when it begins to take over, it inevitably replaces god's viewpoint on life on liberty on religion on sexuality because those are all things that god was concerned about you see that's what the bible was all about and tyranny replaces the truth of the bible that's what it does and that's why it's tyrannical Jody High, senior advisor at the Family Research Council, said, It is just horrifying to consider that the government really believes that kids, our kids, belong to them. She said Biden's belief system is that parents are unfit, quote, because of our values, unquote. Whose values? The parents' values. So Joe Biden and his administration, and not just his administration, but all those who elected him, Their viewpoint is that parents who hold to biblical standards of right, wrong, truth, untruth, and so on, they are unfit to parent the children because now truth has been redefined, you see. As we have abandoned the God of truth and the word of truth as expressed in the Bible it is being replaced by counterfeit truth, such as the open and free practice of homosexuality, transgenderism, bestiality, and so on. Pederasty is the new one coming along. All of these then become not only to be tolerated, but to be approved as good, honest, righteous behavior. All directly and openly contrary to the creation ordinance of God. Right there in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. So, it's very simple. When we begin to relegate ourselves in the role and place of God, we create our own counterfeit truth. And our own counterfeit truth becomes our truth. So those who don't embrace the counterfeit truth, the new counterfeit truth, are deemed unfit to raise our children. Because their children are not really theirs. They belong to the collective. To the government. Now that is nationalism, friends. That's the ultimate nationalism that becomes tyrannical. When... A country, when the leaders of a country gain the opinion and attempt to perpetrate that on the rest of the society, that they actually own the children and that the parents, you, I, grandparents, and so on, are actually raising those children on behalf of the government. That leads ultimate to tyranny. And you can see it throughout history. If you were to go to San Francisco about 15 years ago, and I've spoken about this before here on the program, on a Wednesday evening, a group of avowed homosexuals, notice I'm not talking calling them gay. They're not gay. They're sodomites. They're homosexuals. That's what they are. They're not gay. So we don't use that terminology here because then we're buying into the tyranny, you see. The tyranny of language that compels us to talk in ways that those who do not embrace God's truth compel you to speak. We don't use that term here on this program. And you shouldn't either. They're not gay. They're sodomites known as homosexuals or lesbians. Now, that's not intended to be a pejorative term. It's just a descriptive term. That's the truth term. We need to speak the truth. If we don't speak the truth, we are engaging in the cooperative enterprise of tyranny eventually, because tyranny always involves changing the language. The use of manipulation of language in order to manipulate your conformity to tyrants and their agendas. So let's take a look at uh, what this looks like in terms of, say, a hospital in Illinois, a children's hospital in Illinois. They're charging school districts thousands of dollars for a sex education workshop that features lessons on how to teach kids about anal sex and gender identity. This is a hospital now, friends. The Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago is charging school districts up to $1,500 for a presentation to educators on inclusive sexual health and practices. A to K-12 sexual education curriculum. The presentation recommends that 5th graders should learn several different sexual orientations, while 8th graders should be taught about anal and oral sex. Now, this group, the National Sexual Education Standards Group, says the presentation notes is in line with Illinois law if schools choose to adopt it, It was created by a coalition of organizations, part of the Future of Sex Education Initiative, including several LGBTQ activist groups and Planned Parenthood. Notice those groups are all tyrannical groups. They're all groups that embrace a counterfeit morality, contrary to biblical morality. They do not affirm the creator. They do not affirm the Creator's viewpoint on life, or on liberty, or on marriage, or on sexuality, they embrace a counterfeit viewpoint that they have created in the place of God. That automatically makes them tyrants. Now, they may not be manifesting ultimately the way you would normally think of a tyrant, but they're bringing in tyrannical views that ultimately replace truth and freedom under that group by eighth grade students should be able to define anal oral and vaginal sex as well as explain several uh, sexual orientation definitions including heterosexual bisexual lesbian gay queer two-spirit asexual and pansexual really the standards require fifth graders to be able to distinguish the difference between sex assigned at birth and gender identity. Notice all of these are contra views to biblical views. They're anti-God, anti-creator views. Which means, by definition, they are views in tyrannical opposition to the God of truth. If we don't understand that, we cannot, we cannot grasp the significance of what is actually taking place, friends. It is said that the fog comes in on little cat feet. But eventually, the fog isn't coming in on little cat feet anymore. It's completely overwhelming you. And that's what causes such serious auto accidents, for instance, in Central California up and down the freeway there, the interstate, because can't people can't see straight anymore. They can't see because the fog that came in on Little Cat Feet now is a pea suit fog, and they can't see straight. Through the 8th grade curriculum... There in Chicago, students should be able to analyze how their family and peers may influence their attitudes toward gender, gender identity, gender roles, and gender expression. Notice the diminution of the family and the exaltation of government. Separating the kids from their families and from their family's influence and from their families' teaching. Because actually the families then become the engine of tyranny against the government that now claims to be God. I hope you're following this. So... In Chicago, students should also be able to access medically accurate sources of information about gender, gender identity, and gender expression by the end of the 8th grade, says the presentation. What are they actually saying here? This is not about obtaining truthful information about sexuality and sex. This is about separating parents from their children, the parents no longer have authority, and the children are being diverted to counterfeit or alternative authorities, i.e. those that are expressing God-less, not God-fearing views. That is tyranny, friends. The tyranny of godlessness. When talking about puberty with 5th and 6th graders, the presentation advises educators to use gender-neutral language such as people who menstruate, people with penises, people with testicles, and people with vulvas. In other words, you can't identify as who you are. You have to begin to identify as who we say you are. And the Illinois legislature is considering a bill that would mandate this entire K-12 school uh, uh, sex education program in accordance with that uh, proposal. The hospital also recommends its favorite books for eight-year-olds, including Sex is a Funny Word, a comic book for kids about sexual orientation and gender identity. Who is that for? 8-year-olds then also another one you know sex for 12-year-olds that discusses sex education grounded in social justice not truth the new view of social justice and the hospital has been partnering with local school districts to promote sex toys, and gender-affirming items. This is indoctrination. And in order to get through a tyrannical viewpoint, it requires this kind of indoctrination. It happened in Germany, friends. It's happened all over the world where tyranny took hold. And now it's in our military. Instead of raising up a military to defend the country against enemies, foreign enemies, they're hiring for diversity. That's the new agenda. Replacing defense. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Idi Amin, you might remember that name. He became life president of Uganda in 1976 after staging a military coup. He said on public radio, I myself consider myself to be the most important figure in the world. In other words, a pseudo-god. He was a tyrant with a diabolical reign including the husbands and boyfriends of women he fancied, and even his own wives. And then there was Fidel Castro. Remember him? An illegitimate child brought up as a Roman Catholic, attended a Jesuit-run boarding school. He begged the United States for $30 billion, quote, to make Latin America safer democracy, unquote. And then, having engaged, uh, gained the power, he embraced Soviet communism and fomented revolution in Africa and Latin America and initiated the Cuban Missile Crisis. A tyrant. We're going to share, as we finish up today, in the final section of the program, ten characteristics of tyrants. It's surprising. It's surprising. It really is surprising how they come into power and why it is that people didn't get the understanding, didn't get the signal as to who they were and what the dangers were that they were bringing. Tyranny brings danger in many different ways. And it comes in initially in ways that we don't usually identify as tyranny. But they begin to take over, to indoctrinate, to replace truth with counterfeit truths, to change the language so as to manipulate the people to conform to the new system, the new standard that ultimately becomes tyrannically imposed upon the people. And now even our national parks have been brought into this. The so-called radical left has to push itself literally into every aspect of our lives so that they can jam their agenda down our throats, said Warner uh, Todd Houston in the Western Journal today. The latest inappropriate act turned Yosemite National Park, one of our dearest national monuments, into a debauched party to push their corrupt sexual agenda. And Joe Biden's park rangers were only too happy to help. Friends, this is coming down from the top. This is the heart of Joe Biden. This is the heart of his administration. It is Godless in the name of Catholicism. You see, using Christ incidentally as a means to support something that is totally anti-Christ. Oh, anti-Christ. There we now have it. The ultimate tyrant of all times. The anti-Christ. Notice, the anti-Christ, the imposter, is going to soon sweep the world into an unprecedented, tyrannical rule under Satan's authority. Well, under whose authority do you think these various decisions are being made to perpetrate unrighteousness in the name of righteousness, a counterfeit righteousness upon the people? That's how it happens. And those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Unspeakable tyranny has troubled our world, friends, since the earliest eras of history. And in the West, particularly in America, we've been largely sheltered to date from such dictatorial atrocities, but the darkening clouds and ominous winds of history are closing in more rapidly than most of us care to acknowledge, and the world's ultimate consummate tyrant known as the Antichrist, the imposter, is soon going to make his appearance, sweeping the world and its people into an unprecedented tyrannical rule under Satan's authority and we're going to look at some of the patterns of previous tyrants and their backgrounds and uh, their philosophy of life and their religious backgrounds. That's right. Now, before we get there, I want to make available to you my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. This entire chapter, chapter 20, is called Tyranny, Treachery, and Tribulation. If you think that professing Christians are not going to have to endure any of this, you have not read your Bible lately. You've not read the words of Jesus. You've not read the words of the Apostle Paul. You've not read the words of the Apostle Peter or the Apostle John. Because they all warned about this movement toward tyranny. Jesus said that the day is coming, the times are coming, they're going to be so tyrannical and so terrifying that men's hearts will fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. My purpose in bringing this to you is not to bring terror into your life, but to realize you are already, we are already in the midst of being prepared, fostered for the fomenting of this kind of terror upon the earth, and yes, even in America. And it's happening, being choreographed from America's House, the White House. So Donald Trump was right with this weekend. He declared, whether you like him or not, he said, our nation is teetering on the edge of tyranny. He is absolutely right. Now, Even our national parks are being used by uh, Joe Biden and his administration. For instance, uh, this latest controversy ensued when a drag queen environmentalist uh, posted a video to TikTok showing a June 8th pride parade conducted by staffers of the National Park Service whose job, is supposed to be taking care of the pristine parks, not pushing radical political agendas or spiritual agendas that are contrary to the word, will, and ways of the God who created and preserved us a nation. So here's what this person said in this video. Hello, in case you didn't know, gay people are literally taking over the national park system. The drag queen said this in a video while dressed as a National Park Service park ranger sporting a mustache and a wig and a miniskirt and waving a small transgender and rainbow gay flag. Bar. By the way, notice I used the word, I read the word gay because it was here. That's that's what I read. But if I'm not reading it for something else, I never use that term, ever. The video shows dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of park employees and park visitors waving gay, homosexual flags, and parading through the park in thrall to their sexual agenda. As the drag queen says in the video, as you can see, there are literally hundreds of queer Yosemite employees. And I'm so proud of all the community organizers in the park system who are making safe space for queer people all year round. No planet, no pride, the drag queen added. Mother Nature is a lesbian. Goodbye. Notice no mention of Father God. Mother Nature is a lesbian. This is the part of the preparation of your mind, the mind and heart of your children and grandchildren for absolute tyranny. A college in San Antonio, Texas is being warned to resolve a fight outside of court because they fired a biology professor for teaching actual biology. This biology professor, Dr. Varkey, had received exemplary performance reviews for 20 years based on fact-based, science-based uh, teaching concerning uh, anatomy since 2003. But and recently he was accused of religious preaching about homosexuals and transgender individuals because he dared to continue to hold to standard scientific teaching concerning anatomy. He never mentioned religious beliefs in his class. So it had nothing to do with religious preaching. It had to do with standing with standard realistic, scientific, biological truth, which they did not want to hear. They wanted to manipulate the language and change it. And he then was removed from the class and fired. Is that tyranny? Yes, it is. That is tyranny, friends. Now, the UN wants to demonetize everyone who speaks the truth. A United Nations policy proposal that outlines how to combat online mis and disinformation and hate speech is informed by work from groups that actively push to censor conservative speech online, that openly move to push and censor. Conservative speech online, not just uh, uh, conservative, but Christian speech. The policy brief titled Information Integrity on Digital Platforms is intended to develop online code of conduct that the U.N. plans to unveil during its Summit of the Future in 2024, next year, and calls for the demonetization and suppression of the spread of what it considers mis- and disinformation and hate speech. In other words, controlling your ability to communicate and to get paid for it on the Internet. That's called demonetization. In other words, to shut you up if you can't afford to be there, and you can't afford to be there if they keep you from being paid for being there. Friends, that's the reason why, one of the main reasons why we do not reply, rely upon the traditional sources of monetization for this program. We don't. We don't rely upon advertising from businesses and so on. Why? Because they can, can they gradually begin to control what you say or don't say just ask Carlton Tucker we'll be right back
0: have you ever considered what the early church was like But the same can be found right now. Go to SaveUs.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's SaveUs.org. Click Sell Church.
1: Yes, I well know his name is Tucker Carlson, so don't be concerned about that. My memory is still intact. Now, shutting up of individuals, groups, congregations, ministries who would dare to state truth according to the word, will, and ways of God as expressed clearly in the Bible, starting with Genesis 1 through Genesis 3 and then moving on from there, those are the people that need to be shut up as bigots, haters, uh, full of disinformation, and misinformation, and in order to shut them up, the goal is to demonetize. In other words, to prevent them from gaining any kind of income from it. So, as I said, here on this program, for 28 years, we have never relied upon commercial broadcasting to support this program. Yes, it prevents us from growing as rapidly as we otherwise could. It prevents us from getting on as many stations as we otherwise could. But it also protects us from being controlled in whole or in part by the viewpoints of those who would say, well, you know, we're going to continue to support you, but you just can't talk about this. You just can't talk about that. And I could name you a whole bunch of spiritual truths that we would be prevented from talking about if we had commercial broadcasting, a commercial support for this program. We don't. So we rely upon God and those who still embrace his truth to support us. If you embrace truth, then you will support. If you don't, you won't. And so we trust God. Whatever he supplies, that's what we'll have. And that's what we'll continue to use in order to continue to advance his truth in the midst of an increasingly tyrannical world that wants to curtail the expression of truth both in the church and out. Why do you think that so many pastors won't teach the whole counsel of God? Why do you think they won't speak about certain issues by their own admission? Because they're afraid. They're afraid it will cost them at the bottom line. That's why. It's very simple. Very simple. And so they'll tell the people what they think the people will support that's not God's view Jesus didn't come to the world to tell the people what uh he thought or what the father thought they would support no he came to teach them the whole counsel of God and to be the manifest expression of the Torah full of both grace and truth you can't even understand grace without truth Truth is at the bottom. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no man will come to the Father but by me. But we think there are other ways. That there are many truths. So the UN is getting involved now, and once they get involved, this will affect our whole country. This will affect the whole Western world. In fact, it will affect the whole world. So here are uh, eight signs that uh, the agenda of globalists, by the way, that is the ultimate goal, which is a tyrannical goal, that you will be governed not by God, but by global government, and ultimate by the Antichrist. Digital identification is one of the primary areas of globalists they're focusing on right now, and most Americans have no idea what's actually happening but these globalists are achieving their goals at lightning speed hardly any resistance at all so starting in september the eu european union is going to mandate that all member states offer a digital identity wallet to all of their citizens and businesses friends this is economic tyranny that's what's coming A system of digital fingerprints for Americans has suddenly become Barack Obama's biggest issue. Proposing a global system of digital identification that is linked to our bank accounts. That's the new UN, United Nations uh, policy brief. The World Health Organization has adopted the European Union, uh, EU system of digital COVID-19 certification and plans to transform it into a global system. Notice Global means tyrant. Tyranny. Federal agencies in the global United States have been purchasing massive amounts of information about U.S. citizens from data brokers. The Pentagon has been using very creepy online tools in order to covertly track, locate, and identify anyone expressing dissent or even dissatisfaction with the actions of the U.S. military and its leadership. The U.N. has developed a global fact-checking system known as I-Verify, and the goal is to be able to police disinformation and hate speech all over the planet. The International Monetary Fund is publicly admitting that it is constructing a global platform for all of the national central bank digital currencies that will soon be rolled out. So, the globalists... That is, those who are aspiring to the tyrannical rule of the world under a world government are building a worldwide digital control grid which would potentially give them unprecedented power over the lives of every man, woman, and child on the planet, including you. And under such a system, if you insist on being a rebel or resist it, your access to the digital system could be revoked completely. So how would you then survive? If you could not buy, sell, or get a job, or even a bank account, are you beginning to get the the trajectory here? The trajectory of tyranny is absolute control. And that's exactly what the Antichrist and his false prophet will absolutely do. That's what Revelation 13 and 14 is all about. That infamous mark of the beast, which I write about in the book, Antichrist, how to identify the coming imposter. A $22 book, yours on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 7, 0879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Antichrist. I can almost guarantee you have not written a book, read a book like it. You've read books by a like or, or similar to like using the word antichrist and about antichrist, but you have not read a book like this book. I can almost guarantee it, because I've read most of them. So, as I indicated to you, we're going to take a look at 10 characteristics that I have identified uh, that show us what the coming imposter will likely be like. Now, these characteristics are specifically looking at the patterns of previous tyrants and their backgrounds, their manner of rule, their philosophy of life and government and their view of mankind and of you. So here we go. Many tyrants have outwardly religious, even Christian, backgrounds. Some having trained for the priesthood, including, believe it or not, Joseph Stalin. Mm -mm -mm. Many tyrants carried out their nefarious deeds by means of a trusted political or religious personality that was invested with vast power over the people, much like a false prophet. Many tyrants came to power democratically, before usurping ultimate power dictatorially. Most, if not all, tyrants saw themselves as the most important person on earth, thus invested either by God or circumstances as having absolute authority or claiming personal deity. By the way, the Pope sees himself as absolute monarch. Virtually all tyrants justified massive atrocities to both gain and preserve absolute power through terrifying fear in the pursuit of so-called illusory peace and utopian glory. Virtually all tyrants were driven by an insatiable lust for dominion either regionally or globally. Most tyrants were either sodomites bisexual or insatiably driven to almost unfathomable sexual promiscuity. While promising prosperity, the utopian policies of most tyrants led to massive poverty and devastating famines. Promised toleration devolved for most into diabolical terror. Faith and family were the inevitable casualties of godless utopianism, since faith and family provided security and stability that was inconsistent with the craven need of the tyrant to be the sole source of trust. Mm-hmm. Surprising characteristics, aren't they? So the Antichrist, friends, is not only going to be against Christ, but will be satanically, the satanic embodiment of the fullness of demonically driven tyranny, the ultimate scope of which is nearly impossible for us with a Western mind to comprehend. But both Jesus Christ, Yeshua, and his apostles painfully warned of that which was coming upon the earth. As Jesus said, men's hearts will fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. So his warning words, But he that endures to the end shall be saved. In other words, remains faithful despite unprecedented persecution. He that endures to the end. In other words, there's going to be something to endure. Just ask those who are confronted by the tyrants of history, friends. So, here's the looming question. The question that looms over our lives in this prophetic hour of history is, will you be ready? Are you ready to endure? Are you ready to stand, and having done all to stand, to stand, having your loins girt about with truth, not only claiming to be a a Christian, but to wear the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, and so on. Are you prepared? Don't answer too quickly because Jesus implicit in his words of warning were most will not be ready. Most will not be ready. His parables in the last week of his ministry before his crucifixion were parables of warning concerning the end of the age of people not being ready, like the ten virgins. Five were ready and five were not. So will you be ready? Have you seriously and soberly been preparing not only your own heart, but the hearts of those who occupy your house and your congregation, pastor's? If you haven't been doing that, the time is now. It's a resounding now. Otherwise, we don't hear the Master's voice. And we are preparing for devastating tyranny. No. We have to be prepared for the Lordship of Christ under all circumstances. Jesus is Lord. No matter what tyrannical force seeks to rule. Are you ready? Antichrist, how to identify the coming imposter? $22 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries. Add $5 for postage and handling. Friends, it's time to take these things seriously. It's happening right in front of your eyes. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, friends. God is trusting you, and so are we. God bless, and be a blessing.
0: You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.